right, everyone, we have a busy, busy newscast today. Gerard is with us. I am Michael Turk. This is the Simple Answers podcast. And uh, I just want to commend Mitch McConnell by showing a set of balls today in the Senate. He, uh, We are going to lead with the uh, Senate impeachment trial actually began today. Everyone thought it was going to start next Tuesday. Uh, what, like five or six days from now? But uh, no, he actually started at uh, around 2 p.m. this afternoon. Uh, I can't actually say I've watched any of it, but um, I'm actually just glad that he started it. He said, hey, you know, screw you guys. We're starting the day after you march those impeachment articles over. And Gerard, did you see uh, Nancy Pelosi this morning or yesterday, whenever the heck she actually signed the impeachment articles, give out all those stupid pens to everybody? Yeah. Yeah, like it was some some kind of a some kind of you know freaking ceremony. Yeah, I know. Not even that. Not even that it was a ceremony, but just this symbolic gesture that this is like you know this this uh you know it's like you know when Trump signs something big, bad, and important, and he gives the symbolic pens to somebody. Like oh, I don't know the U.S. China trade deal that he signed yesterday. Like something that big. Which which which. Which Chuck U. Schumer was quick to poo-poo. Of course he was. Oh, oh. Of course he that was. was. Uh, you yeah, know it, it, uh, just to put it in, in, in context, I'm, I'm driving to work. I've got the radio on, and they're doing the news flash, and they're like, you hear Chuck e. saying, uh, oh, this is, uh, you know, this doesn't really mean anything. There's not really anything behind it. You know, they're, they're not going to buy any more agriculture from us. They're, they're just going to keep buying from South America. You know, right. You this know. is really nothing. And, 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 you know, it's just going to further, uh, you know, ruin our economy. Right. And then the, the $50 billion in, in agricultural products that they're buying and the 85 or 75 to $85 billion worth of manufacturing goods sure well, isn't going to help our economy. Well, here, here's, here's, the, here's the fun part. You ready for the fun part? Because here comes the fun part. Oh, here comes the fun part. So as soon as they end the sound clip, the guy in the radio goes, and – Home sales in the United States have uh, new home sales have, have increased 16% uh, over the past you know year, and uh, mortgages have gone through the roof and all. And I'm, uh, you know, I'm like, okay, well, let's see. You know, all your your industrials are are you know soaring their stocks, 16% increase in home sales. So when you know Caterpillar is doing good, when you know people are buying new homes, uh, that that's an indication of a really really strong and growing economy just, just uh, and i'm gonna touch on this the, the to exact me. opposite of what chucky was trying to push right and i and i'm gonna try i'm gonna try my hardest to to inform you know all of our listeners tomorrow on on the on the program you know <coughs> the, the fed literally just cut interest rates again you know yeah. try and slow the economy because you know they're they're just trying to grab at whatever straw they have left to sit there and be like, oh no, we we can't have America do good. We need to cut the the rates so people have a hard, you know it's easier for them to buy or whatever. When we want those rates to grow because our economy is growing, and it, it's just this this whole bloated bureaucracy of deep state government really just 
freaking pisses you know how well it pisses me off but you know you have this booming economy and chuck you schumer wants to sit there and go oh it's so bad yeah it's it's bad for our farmers that you know this u.s china trade deal is gonna you know increase their sales by 50 billion dollars that's so horrible for our our, for our poor farmers you know it was although i said this on yesterday's program 85 billion dollars in manufacturing that Obama said was gone. All those jobs left. Hightail it out of there. See you later. Goodbye. They're never coming back. Get a programming job. Guess what? They're back. They're back. Trump just <laughs> stiff armed you. They're back. Like, come on. Be yeah. real. People know. What? People know their 401ks are doing good. They're they're bringing home more money in their paycheck. They know. That they, if they get laid off, they can have a new job tomorrow. That's when the the American people know that this economy is booming. Uh, and the, I, the funny thing is, is uh, you know, something he he completely left out and didn't even mention was the uh, the fact that China's now floating their their currency, right? As part of the whole deal. Yep. So. And they and they've been moving. They've been manipulating it for decades since the dawn of the uh, you know of the party over there. Right. And now. Now they're they're playing on a, on an even playing field. Yeah, and it, so. it it is it's one of those great things. I I say later on as we get further and further down towards um, the uh, the presidential election in November, I think you and I should visit one of our most popular episodes uh, in the past of this podcast and just talk about the accomplishments of President Donald Trump. Because like there's there's so many of them that people just refuse to cover. Um, you know, Nancy Pelosi launched her impeachment, you know, in like announcement for the managers yesterday as the Chinese delegation was walking right. the White House to try and cover up good stuff that was happening. And, and, and as we get so talking about Iran, yeah, and as we get talking about Iran, you know, there were some other things that, you know, she came out and said, and it's just like, you know. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna say she has a frog uh, lodged somewhere, like somebody else said. But uh, you know, it, it, she's living in a dream world. Oh, it, oh, it's, yeah. it's like I, I, I can't. I can't understand where her mindset is. Uh, I mean, I know she's an ideologue, but even ideologues sometimes have to, you know, live in the world of reality. She's off in fantasy land. She is. She is 100 off, off, off her trolley. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, So, guys, before we start today's program in depth with Gerard and me going head to head on uh, the foreign Mm. policy in Iran, I love you, Gerard. Uh, Whatever you say today will not affect how I feel about you. Uh, (laughs) um, Oh, boy. I'm excited about Monday. Monday is going to be very interesting on a sidebar with the second amendment and the whole push in Virginia, there is a huge second amendment rally happening, uh, in Richmond on Monday. And he just, the, the governor there just basically declared martial law. Yeah. And I'm really, Monday is going to be a very interesting podcast for us to see if, you know, what happens in the stirrings of, of Virginia yeah. on Monday. So tune in for that. But the only way you can tune in for that is if you subscribe to the podcast on all of our podcast networks or whichever one you would like to use. Uh, hit that uh, the uh, the links in the description below if you're watching on YouTube. Uh, if you 
you're a podcast watcher and like to find us on YouTube, it's youtube.com slash 1787 Media Network. If you're a Facebook user, which I think everybody is now in today's day and age, head, o- head over to facebook.com slash 1787 Media Network. Hit the like. You can listen and watch all of the podcasts. Um Thursday mornings and Sunday mornings on fa- on the Facebook page. Or like I said, just hit that follow on whichever podcast platform you're listening to us on right now. So, Gerard, mm. I'm not even going to go into my opinion first on Iran because I know you've been itching to get a lot of Iran off your chest, you know. Those muscles, like rolling loose, up the sleeves, loosey goosey. I no, should have, I should have rolled made, up the sleeves. I should have made an alcoholic beverage instead of just having a coke for this one. Um, I don't even have my mug, my my Trump mug. It's it, it's in the <laughs> dishwasher. Um, so Gerard, what is what is your we we we've all seen and heard all of these uh, you know statements and the and the president came over with a with a whole speech about Iran uh, last week. You know everyone knows they they did a lot of shit that we you know kind of poo pooed and said okay well you didn't actually do anything. Uh, that hurt American lives, but now you attack an embassy, and now we're going to go after uh, Kasim Solanami. Um, blew him to pieces. Well, and then we we did some other stuff that you just disagree with. So I'm going to let you take it over from here. Okay, so let's just put things into context. So Soleimani, he he's the head of the the Iranian Quds Force. Their Quds to put it in American perspective, uh, would be the equivalent of like our special forces command, right? So our SOCOM, all that good stuff. Uh, he's in Iraq. Why is that would literally be like, you know, our commander of SOCOM, you know, being in Canada. What, why is he there? And so you look back and you realize that he's chummy chummy with Makata al-Sadr, who has been a thorn in our side since 2003 in that country. And um, then you look at the a lot of the IED technology, uh, where it initially started off as, you know, a couple of hardwired, uh, you know, uh, artillery rounds, you know, buried on the side of a road or up a goat's ass, you know, when they're done using it. And um, <clears throat> to very sophisticated, um, very sophisticated uh, devices. And it... it, it it coincides with his arrival in the country and his people in and out of there, uh, basically teaching them how to kill us. And they've killed they've killed many many of our soldiers. They've maimed many many more. Uh, so this is this is not a good guy. This is a bad guy. And, uh, and I just want to point out, you and I are not in disagreement there. No, not, not at all. Not I mean, one it, bit. <clears throat> no, in fact, I you know launched that fucking missile twice. I, you know, I am not the Democrat sure. that's calling him a poet you and know. a savior. Yeah, no, right. He, yeah. he is a terrorist that deserves to die. I'd love Let's to see his book of poetry. Oh, uh, yeah. yeah. What rhymes with death to America? <laughs> <laughs> Goat's blood and ISIS. Right. Yeah, yeah. So, needless to say, you know, taking him out, whether or not we had actionable intelligence or not, which I'm sure we did. Um, and, of course, you know, somebody else made a great point. Why in God's name would we share it with, with anybody other than the people who need to know. Well, and it that needs, was, and that it's was not it. a need to know basis, so it doesn't get leaked. So he goes, oh shit, I'm about to get killed. Let me hide. Right. And, and that was one of the reports a couple days after uh, <clears throat> Trump's speech was the fact that 
uh, Trump and the cabinet and the Pentagon and all this other stuff had had known his whereabouts and and were planning this uh, operation for seven months prior to firing the uh, yeah. the missile. So it. it, it, it we all know. Lot, I mean, we all know these operations take time. There's intelligence gathering. There's there's you know uh, on the ground uh, intelligence that needs to be and, done. And that's that's my point. Is you know, they, people who want to sit there. Whoa, he should have consulted with Congress, and he no. should have done this. And we need to see all the report. No, no. You know, you don't need to see any of that. He didn't need to consult with anybody. Nope. We don't need to. Uh, none of that has to be made public for at least fifty years. Why? Because intelligence isn't gathered by, you know. Some guy in a freaking office, you know, with a, with a bobblehead on his desk. Right. It's gathered by people in harm's way that if any hint of how the information was gathered came out, they'd have their heads cut off. Yep. Um, so, yeah, no, I'm all, I'm, I'm all good with just, just shut the fuck up. Unlike the previous administration where we had to t- talk about every fucking thing before we even did it. Yeah. Um, you know, I'm, I'm good with shut the fuck up. I like that. So, taking him out was a good thing. So, of course, Iran's up in arms because they think they're the big dog on the block. And their ayatollahs know the truth. Their true believers do not. The ayatollahs know they don't have a snowball's chance in hell against the great Satan. But in order for them to stay in power, they need to keep their besiege force, which is basically those those are your true believers. Yep. They're the they're the brown shirts that keep everybody in line, you know, like now during peacetime. Uh and then during wartime these are the ones that put headbands on and do human wave attacks uh as the Iraqi army could attest to during the Iran Iraq war. Um so those are the people you need to keep banging the drum death to America, you know, we're we're, we're you know, America don't have shit on us, we're King Kong. Uh but the Ayatollahs know the truth, and that is that they don't stand a snowball's chance in hell if we were to, uh, you know, let's slip the dogs of war. So they fire 12 missiles, 12 of the most misguided guided missiles I've ever seen. <laughs> and, uh, I'm pretty sure that my four-year-old could have flew them better. <laughs> yeah, they didn't. Uh, I don't even think they hit the freaking runway. And the runways at Balad and uh, um, uh um, what is it? Brain Assad, fart. Assad Airbase? Al Assad Airbase. Al-Assad? Yeah, I'm yeah. sorry. Uh, yeah, I'm, 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 Bagram keeps wanting to come out of my mouth. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh, wrong country. Uh, so uh, you're talking about 10,000 foot runways. They they didn't even hit the fucking runway. That's two miles of runway. Right. <laughs> you can't hit one. Right. So. And, um, and what is it? Three or four didn't even make it. They went down in the right. desert well before right. their target. So, so uh, I, I, will, I will agree. Uh, uh, well, let, before I agree, let me let me let you finish your statement. So, the twelve, you know, disciples that they sent towards the great Satan uh, was their way to say, "Hey, look, Kud's force and besiege. We're fighting the great Satan. We're going to send them a message. You know, they're rattle the drum, death to America. Look at our." Our birds fly, and oh, by the way, oh, we shot the airliner down by mistake. Whoops! Don't Oops. we don't want to talk about that right now. That's conspiracy um, theory. Don't let that so, out of the bag. So, oh no, no, it's fact. But oh, no, uh, I know. <laughs> but uh, you know, so off the missiles went. They're rattling the drums, rattling the sabers, and you know we're seeing 
the streets full of people chanting death to America, death to America. Well, what you don't know is, you know, those people are pretty much almost drug out of their houses by their shirt tails uh, and said, you're either going to chant death to America or you're going to spend some time in, you know, the, uh, uh, the dungeon. And, you know, we'll put, you know, electrodes on your testicles and stuff like that. Because that's what they oh. do there. You know, they, they, they like to kill homosexuals. They like to, you know, stone women to death. All, like, all the, you know, mm-hmm. the wonderful, wonderful all things. That, that all they, that good stuff under Sharia law. Right. So then they shoot down this airliner. And this is why I'm going to kind of go to the airliner thing first. Um, why they shot it down, they're saying somebody just made a mistake and was overzealous and, you know, thought it was something that it wasn't and shot it down. I, I call bullshit. Um, I'd love to see the passenger manifest and, and see the names of the people that were on board and see who was actually on that airplane um, before I rush the judgment. But um, it's an airplane taking off out of one of their own airports, not heading anywhere near anything of any importance. It's climbing. So if you're watching on radar, you're seeing the altitude numbers tick up. It's a civilian airplane, so it's squawking a, uh, um, a transponder code, which tells when it hits radar hits it, it sends a signal back and says, hey, this is who I am. This is where I'm flying. This is how I'm flying. Look at me. I'm a friendly. It's called IFF, Identification Friend or Foe. And uh, so they, they were squawking, but yet they decided to shoot it out of the sky. Having done that, we then saw massive protests in the street, people running out into the streets again. Only guess what? This time, these people were not drug out by their, their short and curlies. They came out pretty much under threat of death to chant down with the freaking Ayatollahs, down with Soleimani, down with all of this shit. And it's what I've been saying for a long time. The Iranian people want to be free. They these are, these are people that will fight to be free. And it's the only way you can actually take a country from tyranny and put them into, you know, freedom is they have to fight for it themselves. We've Correct. seen in Iraq and Afghanistan, you can't just show up, pop a can of freedom and say, hey, buddy, take a swig. They don't know what the fuck freedom is. All right. They're drinking goat piss. They don't, <laughs> they don't know what freedom tastes like. All right. The Iranians do. Um, they love Western culture. That's why, if you notice, they wear hijab. A lot of the women wear hijab. They don't wear the full niqab yep. over their faces. All right. So, heck, just just like we saw in the in the uh, uh, Hong Kong protest, most of these guys are carrying United States uh, flags. Absolutely. You know, they're yeah. they're you and you and I have. They're have, writing their signs in English, right? For you us and, to see, right? Uh, and and even you know, President Trump has has been. You know, on Twitter, um, speaking oh, to way, these guys in you, their Andrew. own oh. language, mm-hmm. um, you know, Sorry. saying, hey, good job. The world is watching, you know, keep it up. You and I have been looking for this to happen for years. And well, it happened recently before, but it happened during the wrong administration. I and, agree. Uh, agree. You know. And it, I think. When when you and I disagree with with Iran, I don't think you and I disagree one hundred percent. I think you and I agree ninety nine percent because you and I want to see an Iran that is uh, better controlled, has more freedom. You know, the people 
Uh, we want to. We I want to see the Ayatollahs out. Dude, I would kick Saudi Arabia to the curb, and and be the best of friends with Iran, if if they could get rid of their their current regime. Right, and, uh, and I think they. And, and I think I think, you, I think we would be the best of friends. You are correct. You know when when we backed the wrong guy. Yeah. In the seventies, I I think you are 100 percent correct on that. Yeah. Um. All we had to do was recognize the Ayatollah Khomeini at the time, um, you know, say, hey, you know what? The Shah was a bad dude. You're right. F him. You know, we might have been still a little tense, but I don't think it would have been as bad, you know, because, because you also have to factor in the Israel thing and they don't like Israel. But, right. <clears throat> but it wouldn't have been, you know, the way it's been since 79. So all that gobbledygook aside. So here we are in 2020, and we have an opportunity facing us to bring this to an end quickly, in my humble, uneducated opinion. (laughs) Um, And that is, the day after they launched the missiles, their foreign minister came out, and I love how he used the, the same words the Democrats used, where our response was proportionate. It's like, since when in warfare should you be proportionate to anything? No, you clobber your enemy as fast and hard as you fucking can so he don't come back at you. But anyway, he says our response was proportionate and that we do not seek to further escalate. So the Democrats read that and goes, oh, see, they, they just want to have peace. They just, they're just, they're, they're, they're responding to that evil Trump and, and, and him killing that poor man and it was doing nothing but riding in his car. I look at that as they're shitting in their pants because there's a new sheriff in town and his name is not Obama. Hmm. Um, they're scared for what a proportional, that wasn't even a, their response that was, was nothing. I could piss harder than their response was. So they, I read into that the first time ever hearing them talk about not wanting to escalate anything. I read that as weakness. They're scared. And at that time they didn't know what Trump's next move was going to be. And here's where I think Trump made the big mistake. And this is where you and I digress or diverge from, from everything. When you have someone on the ropes, you finish them off. You don't let them come back at you for round two, three or four. In this case, round like, I don't know, 49. Six, yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, this 600, is, whatever. Yeah. All right, so we've been using the sanctions thing since 1979. Has it worked? No. Why are we going back to it again? You had the bad guy in the ropes. So we've talked about the besiege and we've talked about the Kuds. That is not their entire military force. They're, they have a regular military force. They have a Navy, an Air Force, and an Army, just like everybody else. They expect a paycheck every month. Or they don't come to work after a while. We saw it happen in Russia. It's exactly what we did to Russia when they were the USSR, the United Soviet Socialist Republic. I just want to make sure we remind everybody about. Got to remind everybody the, about the those socialists. Couple, yep. Those couple S's in there that mean things. Yep. Um, you know, when they were being bankrupted, you're trying to keep up with us in the Cold War. You know, right at the end, you know, when the wall was coming down in Berlin, you know, they 
weren't able, you know, four or five months, their soldiers weren't getting paid. And then one day they just said, screw it. And they left. They went home. Uh, there's ports in, 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 in Russia right now full of submarines that are rotting and rusting because their, their sailors just got up and left. They're still there because <laughs> you know, nobody's ever really cleaned it up. But uh, they, it, it's proven through you know, historical eyes that we have done this before. We could do it again. And in my humble opinion, the best thing Trump could have done is that, oh, you launched 12 missiles in response? Okay, well, check this out. Uh, you guys can keep pumping oil all you want. You can. We're not going to touch your oil fields, but uh, you can say goodbye to every single one of your oil refineries. They're gone. You're out of the oil business. You're not refining oil. You're not selling oil. That's it. You can drill. You're just going to have barrels and barrels of crude and know where to put it. And, oh, by the way, maybe I'll even blockade and, you know, the straits, and you're not sending your freaking ships through either. So, you know, have fun on, you know, horseback trucking it across over to, uh, you know, Azerbaijan or whatever other shithole over there. So you had them on, you have them on the ropes. You knock out their ability. They have one way of making money. You know, they don't, you know, they're not selling oranges on the side of the freeway. Okay, they sell oil. You kill their refineries. We know where they are. You cut off their flow of cash. You bankrupt them. You do just like what we did with Russia, only this time you use a little hardware to do it, but you bankrupt them. Then no money. Soldiers don't get paid. Things that roads don't get fixed. You know, water pipes that break don't get fixed. They got no money. People start getting pissed off. Soldiers desert their posts. Now what are you going to do? You're either going to massacre your own people or but, you're going to... But we've seen that happen, oh, I don't know, upteen times before. Right. But those people will fight. That's the difference. Those people will fight. And now you have an opportunity for our clandestine services to do their thing. That's when you go, okay, boys, do your thing. And they get in there and they teach them how to fight. But even and that, I don't even want that anymore. And, and, you know and, what? This, and this is this, if it hold if on, it would on, bring about if it would bring about the end of the Iranian freaking tyranny, I would be all for it. Let it happen. Do it. You know. Oh, and oh, and, and just one more caveat. Yeah. It, it, from this point forward, we're not going to stop Israel from doing whatever they need to do. You know, to secure their own country. So, you know, it, publicly, Israel, enjoy the meal. Whatever you want to do. Well, and, and uh, so you and I agree there. So. I, I do. I, this is exactly where we diverge because I, I am taking more of the um, libertarian viewpoint on this one in the fact that I am sick and tired of dealing with other nation states. I'm, I'm totally done with dealing with foreign affairs. And I, I agree that Trump handled it well when... You know, if they if they wanted, you know, he when they shot the drone down last year in the summer, right? He was like, okay, it was a drone, whatever, we'll let that slide, okay? When they took our sailors, he said, okay, we're gonna do this. You're gonna give them back to us. If you hair, you know, if you if you harm one hair on their head. We're, you know, we're going to use force. Trump is very specific in when he will use force 
and it's only specifically when an American is harmed, okay, or going to be harmed. So in the in the case of when, you know, um, I Iranian-backed militia groups in their proxy wars are tearing down our walls in the um, in the embassy in Iraq, okay. There's a proportionate use of force. I'm sorry, I had to use the word proportionate. I will. I have to then separate the fact that yes, these these forces have killed American soldiers. Why? Because we put them in places where they can be killed under the theme of war. And why? Why are we still in Iraq and Afghanistan? There's no real reason. We're there because we're nation building and we're bringing democracy. And you said, you said it. These nations don't want it. So we're there for no purpose other than big government. Right? They're, not, they're not going to fight for themselves. We've, we've had, you know, thousands of, of military personnel teach them how to fight. And what? Nothing. Nothing has changed will, since will, 2002. So, I will agree with you there. So, why are we going to do the same thing in Iran? And, and this is, and this is, this is, because my, the- hold on. This is my big point, right? You have unstable leadership that is scared. I 100% agree with that. They shit their pants when Solanami was killed. Absolutely shit their pants. Right? Trump is in a position now where the Iranian regime can sit there and talk all they want. They can sit there and go, oh, you know, they came out the other day. Oh, we're making uranium like it's going out of style, right? Thank you, Obama, by the way. Okay, whoop D, right? Because you're not really doing it. And if you're doing it, you're, you're so much elaborating on how much you're producing that no one believes you anyway. So- I, don't, I don't personally agree that... You know, no American was harmed in the in the twelve you know uh, ballistic missiles hitting dirt. Okay, if they had made a move where they bombed the mess hall and a hundred Americans were killed, then sure, go in and do it the right way. Though, you know, I these are so. What is so 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 with I, your logic? So by your oh, logic, hold on. the fact that Let nobody me. was killed. Me, means eh, we should just kind of go back to the way we've been doing things you know for 40 years no i want to see things done right if you are going to so do i if then then you have to agree on my next statement if you are going to do things correctly and you want an escalation of aggressiveness so you want to bomb um refineries i want their i want their refineries to be smoking holes in the ground yeah okay then to do that, you have to have a declaration of war from Congress. That's my point. If you <laughs> want, if you want that, I'm I'm done with the whole. Oh well, you know what? I'm just gonna slip it under here of executive order. I'm gonna do it under the Patriot Act here. Well, I want a declaration of war from Congress. Because so I that, will. So I will. 
Because I will ask you this question. It then. is the people's responsibility to go and fight wars, whether you do it with drones or not. It doesn't matter. You're putting Americans in direct harm's way. So then I will then I will ask you this question. Okay, well then by that respect, he, he should have gone to Nancy Pelosi and told, "Hey, we're gonna we're gonna hit Soleimani." But beside that, so not really. I explained that under you're putting Americans in harm's way. I specific that is okay. You can use. Remember when I said that um, you should have watched that podcast, that whole international, uh, whatever the hell it was, the LOEC or whatever the heck it was, treaty that we have Mm -hmm. under Geneva? That gave us the right to go after Solanami. It did not give us the right to go after their refineries. So let me ask you a question. Is Iran the leading state sponsor of terrorism around the world? I'm not going to disagree with that. Okay, so are we not in a global war against terrorism? No. Oh, we're not? It, it was never declared by Congress, so no. We're in a conflict okay. against an ideology. We are so, not in conflict or war with an so enemy. Then, so then let me go down that path again. So you have an opportunity to eliminate a terrorist like Soleimani. You take that opportunity, correct? Sure. Okay. Why don't you take the opportunity presenting you to eliminate the funds? I mean, if they were using, you know, Bank of America to put their money in, we'd seize it. Because so they're using their money to fund all their operations. They're using their money, their oil money, to fund the terrorism. They're using the oil money to fund their nuclear stuff, and they're using the oil money to keep their their standing army paid. Okay. Why not get rid of the source because then the rest withers on the vine and goes away uh, hezbollah goes away because they're not getting paid they're not they they don't have money from for munitions or any other operations so with that why i know you don't agree with sanctions but when the obama sanctions don't work shush when the obama sanctions were lifted their economy grew 12.9 percent in one fiscal year Yay. Right? Right for them. That but <laughs> but as soon as Trump put on the first um round of sanctions two years ago or whenever it was. Okay. Okay. Their economy dropped by like nine point seven percent. Okay, so let's say let's say they go let's say let's say their economy shrinks by twenty percent. Hold on. Okay. At this point, before he put on the sanctions, they were they were able to uh, export two million barrels of oil a day. Okay, that's nothing compared to what the Saudis do. That's nothing compared to what we're doing now. Okay, yes, are they still earning money from that? Yes, they are. So now, I agree with you. I would get Israel involved. Hey, Israel, you know what? Have at it. Do whatever the heck you feel like doing. Okay, if you guys feel like declaring war, you guys go ahead at it. Here's the other thing. Hey, Saudis, okay, now it's your turn. You have the money, you have the resources. You are now going to be the, you know, whole policeman in the, in the, in the Middle East. We're done, okay? We, we don't, don't want that. We don't, I don't, I don't care if this, the Saudis want to do nothing in the Middle East, 
They have done nothing in the Middle East. It's we time for them to step up. We don't want the Saudis up. to be in that role. Okay. We, we, but we, now, we, you, don't want, you don't want Saudi Arabia in that role. Who buys Iranian oil? Russia and okay. Europe. Russia and Europe. And China. Okay. We just signed a pact saying that we were going to increase oil sales 78, $75 billion to mm-hmm. China. Okay. Okay. And Trump has already gotten on the phone to all of these other NATO countries and the EU mm-hmm. to sit there and go, okay, guys, all right, here's how we're going to deal with Iran. All right. He might not have released what he said on those phone calls, but he's working. Oh, you mean there was quid pro quo? He's working the process. Okay? I'm going to ignore that. He's <laughs> he's working the process. Yes, it's a whole lot longer and a whole lot less clean, you know, a whole lot cleaner to sit there and and work the plan. But we're not escalating stuff to where a declaration of war is absolutely needed. It's not I, needed. It is you're, needed. You're going after terrorists. You're you going after not. terrorism. You are you're going not. After, you're, you're, Iran is basically the terrorist bank. Think, don't think of Iran as the Iranian Islamic Iranian Republic. Think of it more as the bank are, of Iran are you sick that the terrorists and, you, get their money from. Are you sick and tired of the war on poverty? I'm sick and tired of the war on drugs. <laughs> to be perfectly that, honest, that was my next question. All right, you're this, sick. And, you're sick. And, I'm sick and tired of wars on an ideology. Here we you are have not, We an are not fighting an enemy, right? We we declare war on the Nazis and the Japanese right. because they were clear enemies, right? But here Country you have an opportunity enemies. to kill matter. off their 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 pipeline of money. It so ma- then, it does matter. So it, then, that, is, that is the crux of the of the whole thing. So then, if, why are if we you not cut off their money? They can't perform their operations. They can't why? buy munitions. They can't they can't fly their people around the world and and put them in places. They couldn't even buy a goddamn airline ticket. Then why do we have to do it by force? Because sanctions have proven not to work. They don't freaking work. 40 effing years we've done this. It doesn't work. They kept funneling money. Cut off their fucking cash supply. They only have one national product. It's oil. I understand that. I'm sorry, they have two. Terrorism and oil. Okay? We can't kill the terrorists, right? We can't kill them all. So kill the fucking cash flow. Get rid of their freaking only way that they can make money. And then watch the people of Iran do what they got to do. And but, they will fight. But if you're if you are killing all of the money in Iran, how are you gonna watch the Iranian people? You're gonna watch them starve to death. No, we're not gonna watch fighting. them starve to death. No, no. The money that's going to fund terrorism and keeping the Ayatollahs in power is not going. You, you dry that up, the people aren't gonna starve. They're gonna get sick and tired of maybe not getting paid. Yeah, there might be some some unrest. But eventually, you're going to see them do what we did in this country when they overtaxed the living shit out of us. So why can't they, we, said, Fuck why that can't shit. we just give them? If if I don't even want to give them anything, I just want to see them do. do their own shit. It is their responsibility to overthrow their government. It's not right. ours. But they don't have the means to do it, as far as as far as the physical actual 
weaponry to do it. Neither did we in 1776. Yeah, we did. We, we everybody had a rifle. Okay. We actually had the same kind of rifles as the British had. You know, everybody had a, everyone had a musket. We didn't have the means. No, but we we figured it out, we and we had so they'll on, figure hold on, it out. Hold on, hold on. It's and not we, our problem. Here's the big secret. Shh, shh. We also had France. I know. Remember but that? that? That was only for the last year. We we, we could be. Ooh, I can't even want to say this. We could be France. We could be France. <laughs> I'm not disagreeing my with point, that. But. My, point, my point is, if you really wanted to put the squeeze on them, if you really are truly interested in, in drying up the pipeline of cash, going to Hezbollah, going to the Maqtada al-Sadr and his crew over in Iraq, who are killing our people, yeah, we're there, but you know what? I don't want to be there any more than you do, but you know what? We're there, and that's the policies that have been put in place. So the reality is we are there. So what can we do to help keep our people safe? Kill off the cash flow of the guys trying to kill them. That's a great way to do it. And I don't need a declaration of war to do it. I do. It's it's a direct – there's a direct link to that money going to fund terrorism. That's all you need. You, we, we seize their assets. If, they, if, if we get a direct link of, hey, this bank is funneling money directly to this terrorist organization, what do we do? We seize the assets. It's the same thing, only we're seizing it with a 500-pound bomb. That's the only difference. But then we should, and and I, I'm going to have to limit this because we got to end the program for today. But then why aren't we going everywhere, right? Why, literally, why aren't we in every single you know country in the entire world rooting out terrorism? Because it's everywhere. We're doing our best. But why? Why we're should at, we're, we we're, have we're to? We're in Africa. Why should we have to be? Because we are. We're the bug zapper light. Because we're too stupid to just sit back and go, you know what? We don't care anymore. Right? Well, if if they if I would love if I had, I would in a perfect love, world in a perfect world, I would love to just have us be like Switzerland and say, like, Hey, we don't care what's going on with the rest of you people in the world, just give us money. I would love for that to be. But the reality I, is that's not the way it is. But the the State Department and our and our previous administrations have made it that way, right? And again, I I went into the thing of why are we even in Syria? There was literally no point in us oh, being in Syria. And once, again, and once again, there. we backed the wrong team there. You know, you know, stop backing these forces. Stop going you know. into all of these pointless conflicts of aggressive, uh, you know, American expansionism and and democracy because, democracy building. Because we're because we're part of the UN and we're part of NATO. Or the, we got to have all these. The UN we have to have all these. The, well, yeah, you you and I both know that. But because we have to be on the world stage. We can for whatever, be, we whatever can reason, be it's I don't I don't stage. see us I don't see us not continuing to be, you know, Team America World Police in and, the near future. But I would love I would love for it to stop, but it won't stop. My thing is is how do you stop the bad guys from doing bad things, and you cut off their fucking funds? I'm I'm that, I'm there's okay. a great there's I'm a great okay. way to do it, and we should we should have been doing it. We should have. These sanctions, you, are, you know what? 40, 40 more years of sanctions, everybody. Woohoo! Yeah. So in forty years, your kids, grandkids, will still be able to 
talk about whatever president is is in office then about what sanctions he's putting in place on Iran and have the same argument. Or we could end it now. Or you can run for and president maybe the and next... blow him up then. Oh, no. You don't want me to be the president. <laughs> I'm just... My, my thing you, you, here... You, you, think, you think he has no fucks to give. <laughs> no, Putin wait, has, wait, wait, you see what, Putin's wait, got wait, no wait, fucks you, to give. Oh, oh, I would be the American Putin. <laughs> me, me, and, me and Vladimir would get along real good. <laughs> uh, oh well all right guys we're gonna end it today uh, for today because i'm pretty sure gerard and i will just continue to talk in circles but i'm pretty sure you got the gist of of uh the foreign policy uh disagreement that him and i have and if you're watching youtube answer the question of the day in the comment section of what foreign policy should do you agree with the you know libertarian stance of stop being the world's police or gerard's stance of go and bomb those uh those oil refineries so uh again thank you for listening to today's podcast gerard thank you for joining us via skype and uh everybody stay happy stay healthy stay strong